the podcast from Belmont Chapel in Exeter, sharing the story, living the life. For more information, go to belmontchapel.org.uk. Good morning, Belmont. It is lovely to see you so full and so smiley up here today. Um, Today's story is one that probably a lot of you know, and it's one that starts with what you'd hope is a very simple question. A question that I would imagine, however old you are, you have asked and you have been asked. Who are you? Easy, right? Well, apparently not if you are called John the Baptist. I really enjoy that it says that he answered freely and he was really helpful. I'm not so sure. See, I think if I was in that conversation with John, I'd have got really quite annoyed quite quickly. Who are you? Well, I'm not the Christ. Great, thanks. That's not what I asked. Are you Elijah? Nah. Okay, can I have an answer? Are you the prophet? Nope. Thanks. I can feel, even just kind of playing that out, the stress levels start to rise. I would quite quickly get to the point of, just tell me, just ask, just give me the answer that I have asked for, please. And I think if I'd stood up here this morning a second ago and go, morning, I'm not Paula. You'd have been like, great, thanks, we knew that. I'm not Joe. Nope, that's not helpful either. Guess what? I'm not an astronaut. You would still have been looking at me going, great, we didn't ask you that. That's not helpful. And if you're honest, you'd probably have stopped listening to this mad lady by now. Please don't do that. But I wonder who in the conversation has got it wrong. Is John just in an annoying mood? Is he just seeing how far he can deliberately go and push the buttons and not give an answer? Or are the priests, in fact, asking the wrong question? Is who are you not the right thing to ask? Clearly, the priests come to something along the same lines as a conclusion, because they decide they clearly have more patience than me. To give it another go, try a different question. This time they try, what do you say about yourself? I love that question. This is your warning that if you see me over coffee, I might try it out on you, because I really like it. I think it's a great question. The reason I think it's a great question is it's got more freedom in it. It's got more scope in it for a better answer. And I'm not alone because finally, John decides to give more than one word as an answer. He replies, I am the voice of a man calling out in the desert, make the road straight for the Lord. It's an answer. It's still not an easy answer. It's not a straightforward answer but it does give us a little bit more to work with. Because what I think becomes clear here is that for John, what's important is not who he is. 
Not even what he has to say about himself, but who God is and what he has to say about God. For John, the most important information you can know about him is not his name. It's not his age. It's not where he lives. It's not even what his favorite dinosaur is. And I bet some of you have got good answers to that question. For him, his focus, the core to his identity, is that he is working for the Lord. That is at the top of his list of needs to know about him. But what is at the core of my identity? What about your identity? If I asked you that question, how high would God come in your list of facts? If in fact he figures at all. Because I think John the Baptist shows us something here. I think he shows us what his purpose is and maybe what our purpose is too. And it might not be quite what you expect. Because I think John believes his purpose is to point. And I'm really aware that your parents may have told you not to point. It's the kind of thing parents say, however old you are, I think my mum would still hold to it, um, that you shouldn't point, it's rude, it's not a good thing to do. Well, I clearly didn't get the memo about that for quite a few years of my life. Because there's about two years when you flip through my mum's photo book that every photo looks like this. I'm not going to leave them up there too long for you to enjoy, okay? But pointing was my thing. And you know what? I would love to know what I was pointing at for a lot of these photos. Because one, it would be quite amusing because it was probably something random. But also, what was the thing I had decided was the most important thing around me? What was the thing that everybody needed to see and know about? And I think John has a fairly similar approach. If I'm honest, John is even better at pointing than me. I don't think he was as cute, though. He's better at pointing because he is much clearer about what he is pointing to. He's pointing to the one here with you that you don't know. The one who comes after me. The one who I'm not good enough to untie the strings of his sandals. There is no doubt for John where the focus in this room should be. He's pointing to Jesus. He's pointing in all he does, in all he says, actually even in his refusal to give a straight answer 
to the question, who are you? He's pointing to the fact that who he is does not matter. Who Jesus is matters beyond belief. He is pointing to Jesus. His answer to what do you say about yourself points to the fact that for those people there, Jesus the man stood with them that they didn't know is the Lord. He's pointing to Jesus. In saying that, though the people around don't know it yet, God is right with them. Touchable and knowable. He's pointing their eyes, their hearts and their lives to Jesus. And in a couple of minutes, we will dedicate some children in our family and then we'll share communion together. And as we do that, I wonder what it says about what we are pointing to. As parents, as family, as friends, we will say promises to show these children everything amazing about Jesus and relationship with him. As we share a special meal down there, we will remember that God loved us so much that he came and died for us and rose again. But is that only a Sunday kind of pointing? Is it something we do within these walls because that's just what this place feels like, looks like, and is for? What would it look like for our whole lives as a community to point to Jesus? For everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we are, to be the most enormous flashing yellow sign that says Jesus is over here, come and meet him. What would it look like? Because that is what signs and even the best, cutest pointing fingers do. They turn the focus away from themselves to something far more important. And I think just as John was clear that that was his role, his remit was pointing to say, don't look at me. Don't worry about who I am or what I have to say about me. Worry about what's over there, because that's way more important. I think the same can be said for us. What are we pointing to? What are we showing is worth more beyond anything else? Who are we saying that we are? And you might be sat there thinking, that's great, Megan, but I am in no way, shape or form, John the Baptist. No, me neither. And I think it's easy to lose that even in all of the amazingness of who John was and what he did. For him, 
he was just leading his ordinary life. His ordinary is a million miles from mine. But it was his ordinary. And he shaped and made his day-to-day life so that every little part of it pointed away from him and towards Jesus. Can we do the same? What do our lives flash huge yellow pointing signs about? If I'm honest, not every bit of my life screams Jesus. So much of it screams what I think about myself and what I think about the world. But that's not what we are called to. So as we come to communion, as we come to dedications, my challenge for today is what would need to change for our whole lives to point to Jesus.